What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Alicia Creti over Zoom video. Alicia was born and raised in Montreal, Canada, and talks about how she got into music. She actually grew up in the suburbs of Montreal and started singing and performing at a very, very early age. She doesn't come from a musical household per se, but uh, she started to sing and play piano very, very young. She wrote her very first song at age six. She actually still has that song. Alicia talks about writing her first songs, performing a bunch of covers, doing all of the contests, the talent shows at school. She was always known as the girl that sang. She attended college and university for finance, wasn't even going for music, always had a love for music, always wanted to do music professionally, but really didn't know how to accomplish that. When the pandemic hit, Alicia started to put songs up onto TikTok. And after a few videos, her cover of Summer Walker's Session 32 went absolutely viral. Uh, She talks about putting that video up, kind of putting her phone away, going on a walk with a friend, hanging out for a few hours and coming back to the phone and seeing just the absolutely mind-blowing amount of views that her cover had. Alicia talks about putting up her first song, Congratulations, having that song go viral as well, getting a manager all off TikTok, moving to Los Angeles, how difficult that was, uh, having to leave her younger brother. She tells us all about her brand new EP, which is called Selfless, and her most recent song, Strange. You can watch our interview with Alicia on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bring It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bring It Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Alicia Creti. Hi, Alicia. How are you? I'm good. You? I'm doing well. I appreciate you doing this. No, thank you for having me. I'm excited to, to chat with you. I love what you're doing thus far. I appreciate you. Likewise. Very, very cool. I'm Adam, and uh, this is a podcast about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about the, the new song and the EP you have coming out later this year. Yes, let's go. I'm excited. Awesome. Uh, You're born and raised in Montreal, Canada. Is that what I saw? Yes. Yes. What was that like? I mean, were you in the city? I know it's a big music city, at least. It's a big city. Yeah. So I actually grew up in the suburbs called Laval, um, but always went to school in the city. Okay. It was good. It was cold. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it was a it was a good time. I love the city. It's a beautiful city. There's a lot to do. The summers are super fun. Um, but yeah, I just made the move to L.A. about six months ago. Wow. How are you liking it? Um, I really like it. It's been difficult to adjust since I kind of just like this has been like the the kind of craziest adjustment that I've had to make in life thus far. Yeah, I bet. Sure. You know, it's been kind of like a 180 flip. When I was in Montreal, I was studying finance. Oh, wow. Okay. My life, music was always my passion. Um, so that never, that was just always around. But yeah, this has been a great change, but I love it. I love the weather here. Really? Even recently? <laughs> I've heard it sucked recently. It's been just like drizzly and dreary. 
It has been, but hey, look, I'll take it over the snow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm originally from San Diego. I recently moved to Nashville, Tennessee, uh, where the Ooh. weather is yes, not as not as nice all the all the time as it is in, in California. But my family's still in San Diego, and they're saying, "Oh, you know, it sucked recently. It's just been like gray, and we haven't seen the sun." So I thought that was interesting. You move out to LA, and it's like, uh <laughs> it's not sunshine and seventy every day like it mainly is." Yeah, but I'm not going to lie. Usually I'm in the middle. I'm just like in a studio locked away. There you go. <laughs> regardless. regardless if it's um, not, yeah, nice or not outside. Um, yeah. you, so you said you went to school in the city. Was that for um, everything? Elementary school, everything uh, prior? Or was it only when you got into like college and university? Yeah, elementary was um, more local. It was like 10 minutes from my, my house. And okay. high school was in the city i went to villa maria it's like an all-girls catholic high school okay and every other school was yeah in the city kind of downtown area i went to dawson and then concordia john molson okay so is that fairly far from your house like to get to school was that like a trek or not really it was like it's like a honestly when when i was in high school that was like wake up 5 55 a.m like rush out of the house with like half my makeup in my bag do it in the car like make a toast eat it in the car or like <laughs> it was like an hour and 10 commute oh my goodness so that was like it's a little long but honestly it's just something that i feel like we all kind of did and we're used to that i guess after like hey look i'm not a morning person so that was that was the bad part of it sure but I made sure that all my classes, when I got to choose, started at like 10. There you go. <laughs> so very, very it was cool. chill. Nice. And how did you get into music? Do you come from a musical household or? Um, I honestly, I would say my parents, they love to listen to music. And my mom always did like um, dancing and plays. And she was kind of into acting and seeing kind of together, like little theater kid vibe. Mm hmm. Um, but everybody else in my family is kind of more like sports, but oh, I'm sure. the odd one that's like strictly art, like cannot do sports. It is not for me. <laughs> um, but I kind of just always grew up like drawing on the walls, painting <laughs> on the walls. Of your house? I bet that made your parents stoked. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I would like dress up the banister in our house like the railing it was like it was just like a little there was like a circle on the top uh-huh i would like turn it into a person <laughs> so that's when my mom's like oh okay <laughs> art classes and um i just always sung and okay. hummed my little tunes and i started writing music at like six or so i don't look i was writing random who even knows okay but still <laughs> to come up with your own you're kind of creating at that early of an age yeah, that was that was kind of what I always just did for for fun and to entertain myself as a kid. And that's what stuck, essentially. So, Wow. And at what point or like through maybe, I don't know, uh, when you got to high school or something prior to that, were you uh, like writing out your own? I mean, at six, you probably weren't sitting down and being like, OK, verse, chorus, this, that. But like, at what point were you writing your own music and maybe showing it to people? Or did you start off really doing cover songs? I know you had a few huge ones on TikTok, but uh, before that, were you writing your own music? 
Yeah, I'm like trying to remember when it kind of started. I remember being around like six and showing my mom like this song that I had written that I, I actually have it like at my house in Montreal in a book that I kept. Wow, so you like, wrote it I down. Really yeah, I was very like scrapbooky, journaly. Like my art and my lyrics were kind of like one one thing, and I'm like, this is this is my thing, you know. <laughs> this is like what I do on my free time, and right. I remember that song having no structure. But I'm not sure when it kind of caught on, but I just remember always writing from personal experience and look i had you know the mind of a child back mm -hmm. then and it's reflected in the lyrics but it was always coming from like me coping with whatever was going on and i remember writing about you know like friendships crushes that i had i wrote about a lot of family i've written my parents so many songs for like mother's day and father's day i remember That's writing cool. a song about one direction <laughs> um what else? I'm like, yeah, just a lot of experiences. I remember writing about death, like my grandfather's death, which, and I was kind of young. So it's just kind of like interesting to go back and look at that. Yeah. But so my it mom seemed, put yeah. Piano lessons from then. Yeah. Oh, your mom put you in, at what age were you put in piano? Like seven ish. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I always just watched a lot of YouTubers kind of doing medleys and, covers and things but i had always wanted to create the instrumental that i heard in my head to whatever i was writing mm -hmm. so for me it was like a tool that i wanted to acquire to be able to do that and just kind of do medleys and stuff so that's always what i did essentially wow. when you were in high school were you kind of the were you known as like the songwriter or did you write songs and play them for anyone <laughs> that you knew or was this kind of like your own uh thing that you did without anyone else uh, really knowing about it no i would say it was it was definitely out there i always made it a point to myself to kind of sing any chance that i had um so that i can get better and practice because i was super super nervous when it came to live performance but i loved it and i wanted to do it so all of my friends kind of knew that about me i started singing uh, talent shows um we did like mass in school so i often mm -hmm. sang there like literally any chance i had oh, like so the hymns and like, stuff at mass i don't even remember what i was singing i think like i don't even know if they were religious i literally can't remember but <laughs> literally any chance i had to sing i took it and people would kind of just be like in the hallways like oh are you that girl who sings so like that was just kind of like that was me pretty much so. yeah for sure you said you went to school for finance. Was that uh, when you had graduated high school? Did you decide not to go to music school or like what kind of led you down that path? Honestly, music school, I never even thought of as an option. If I'm going to be totally honest, I loved making music on my own and I love doing this. And I always had like vivid dreams or like just kind of like looking into the future of me being on a stage like winning a Grammy, like all of these dreams that I had as a kid. Right. But mm -hmm. I never thought that it was actually possible because I didn't know how to get there. And I think just kind of growing up in that small town beat when I was studying and, you know, strict Italian parents, like you better get those good grades. You better get that degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was good at math. So I just kind of kept it rolling in that rhythm. And 
I honestly went into sciences a lot, just kind of always thinking of my family and just not really myself and my brother's autistic. So I always kind of had that in the back of my mind of like, Oh, wow. I have two boys that are both autistic. Oh my God. Really? How old are they? Uh, One's 15 and one's seven. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, then you get it. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, I just kind of always thought of, of him in that way, thinking like, I just want to make sure that financially I'm okay so that we can all be happy and I'll be able to take care of him. Like my parents never put that burden on me in any way at all, but me as a big sister was always very protective of him. And I just always kind of thought of him that I feel like I ended up making decisions that ultimately led me to be unhappy in my profession. Right. It kind of just led me into finance. And this is kind of over the course of, of, you know, years. Mm -hmm. Um, But going into sciences, being like super overwhelmed and just kind of gut knowing like, this is not for me. And then switching into like commerce and then same thing in university, like going into actuarial. And then after two days being like, oh my God, what's going on? (laughs) Like going into (laughs) finance from there. But I'm very grateful that I did the degree. It taught me a lot in terms of discipline. Yeah, for sure. Just kind of studying alone and it, it let me kind of be alone with myself and figure out these things, especially when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. I was still studying. So I feel like the piano was oh, wow. staring at me during my classes, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And well, finance obviously is not something that you won't utilize, but even in the no, music definitely. business, you know? It's yeah, like, for sure. You're going to need. It has helped me. <laughs> it definitely has helped me. So I'm grateful for that. I'm well, I don't want to dig too far into your personal life, but I'm just curious with you know, your brother said, you said your brother is autistic. Um, was music something that helped him cope? I know for my kids, it's been at least my youngest one. That's been something that, you know, has been beneficial. Yeah. Um, I would say that me and my brother, we, he's like my best friend. So our kind of bonding experience is not necessarily when I'm singing because I have a very loud voice. <laughs> So sure. Well, he's, okay. <laughs> he's like, it's too loud. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> so he keeps me humble. But okay. our kind of bonding experience has always been like, this guy gets songs stuck in his head. And I'm telling you, like, he's had the same, st- the same song stuck in his head for like 10 years. <laughs> and it's like, you need to help me find my favorite song. But the guy is tone deaf, so it, it's always difficult to figure okay. out what the song is. So we have spent many, many hours just kind of searching the internet for his favorites. And when we find it, it is literally the best reaction ever. It's like, you already know, like when you find a song that's been in your head for like a day, you're like, oh my God, that relief. Imagine 10 years, this guy. <laughs> I know. I can't even imagine. I'm thinking about that right now. Just like having a song. Like, what is that? It's like driving me nuts. You're like trying to sing it to yeah. Siri or something. And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah. He definitely has his favorites. And we have kind of our few that have stuck in our household that will rinse, you know, because him, like when he's got a favorite, that's his favorite for life. So. right that exactly that's how my kids yeah. are what i'm just curious what what song is his favorite one i would say done for me charlie puth and keilani okay I love that one another one is i wish stevie wonder because it was in the movie happy feet that was like a big oh nice kind of movie for us we uh-huh. all love that movie because of the soundtrack um 
There's one by Susie McNeil called Are You Ready? I think is the title. Okay. And when we filmed that one, he literally like zoomed. That was it. Was that like, was the 10 years. <laughs> the peak of excitement. We were like, <laughs> both of us were like flipping out. So yeah, that was great. But I love that. <laughs> Um, you, so you were in school when the pandemic hit and is that when you start to, you know, kind of jump on that TikTok thing with, you know, that was it, right? When it first started, people were just like, okay, I'm inside, I'm losing it. Let's go on this app. And honestly, yeah, it was, um, I had a friend that we were studying. This is like right, right, right before the shutdown. So we were on hour 13, literally had an exam the next day took a break and we ended up having like our little pep talk and like, or just us kind of like being delirious. And she was telling me like, anyone could go viral, like just post on TikTok. Come on, come on. And I was like, I don't know. And then I think like a few days later it shut down and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. I won't connect my socials or anything. I'll just do it. And that's what happened. Just kind of like in the thick of the pandemic, it was session 32 that, went viral and got me connected to my manager. She kind of like slimmed the DMs and we've sure. been working together ever since. So, Oh my gosh. So was that one of the early videos you had done as well that took off? It was, I think I had kind of maybe like five or six before that. Okay. And it was like relatively inconsistent. And I, I just think that that was, it was the confidence kick that I needed to, just kind of have that courage to keep that going because I always knew deep down in, in my brain, just kind of like looking into the future that that's what I always wanted to do. And this is, this is always what I've dreamed of and more, but I never actually tried because I just kind of, I just kind of crossed it off without trying. Cause I didn't think it was an option cause I didn't know how to get there. So, right. It was, it was odd. It was just kind of like an odd way of thinking. <laughs> Even well, I think a lot of people are like that, right? It's like, oh, it'd be so awesome to be this or whatever. And then just not having the courage, maybe just, uh, you know, I don't think I'm good enough to do that. But I mean, having an app that you could go on and just a try, right? And then it, it resonates with so many people and the song goes viral. Um, I mean, tell me what that's like. You you have this viral moment. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this song. I'm going to put it up. And then what do you check your phone half an hour later? And it's just like, like doing a bunch of views or like, like how did it kind of walk me through that? I always find these stories so fascinating. Yeah. I, um, so I had posted a cover of all I want for Christmas is you. Mm -hmm. And that one had done like pretty well. It was like the best video that, it was the best that any video had done. So then I was like, okay, like I should, I should kind of keep this up more consistently because before it was like one month here, one month there. Right. And I remember going for a walk with my friend because that's, that's kind of like what we were doing. It was like right when the pandemic hit, and yeah. like, what do we do? Like, what's going on? What is, what is happening? And I was like, let me just film this duet real quick. And I just like kind of, sung it she was literally right next to me and i left my phone at home and we went for a walk and we hung out for like maybe a few hours and then i came home and it's it's exactly what you said it was it was blowing up and i was so overwhelmed with excitement and just kind of 
gratitude and it was crazy. I, I didn't expect that. And yeah, that's kind of when my whole world flipped. <laughs> right. I can't even imagine just like, what looking down and being like, is this, <laughs> is my bum been hacked? Like what is happening? <laughs> and it was the day, it was the day right before my birthday. Oh, wow. That's I amazing. Was like, I was like, like happy birthday. and then you continued doing some covers right on there uh for for a bit and had a bunch of other ones do really well um and then you put up your own song which also did very very well so i started with covers because i was always paranoid about posting original things um for the fear of it you know being stolen and all these things and i had a lot of you know, misconceptions about the industry that my manager kind of, you know, taught me. And I learned as I, as I started, you know, going through it. Um, But because of that, and also to kind of get ready with what I wanted to put out first and make sure that, you know, we can get the songs recorded and, you know, deliver them on time when there's a demand for it, essentially. Um, I started with covers and eventually posted originals when I was kind of ready to do that. And mm-hmm. yeah, congratulations was one of the first bunch that I posted. And that's also the first song that I played for my manager over zoom. Like I literally did it live. Cause I was like, I don't have any demos to send you. And I'm like, I can't send you anything. Like, what if you steal it? Like, I don't know who you are yet. So, <laughs> They're just recording. Oh, it Pitch it to some other artist. <laughs> so, I'm like, I didn't know. I'm like, this is my whole life. Like you can't do that to me. And I don't know you. So I'm like, that's now, funny. I'm a lot more chill, but at the time, <laughs> And she was like, that's the one, that's your first. And so I came out to LA in the summer to get that produced out. And we did all the vocals and stuff. So. Wow. Yeah. You put that out and it was another viral moment, right? On TikTok, I had millions of people were using it or hundreds of thousands. It's crazy. It's honestly yeah. just, it's been so surreal. And just to be able to connect with people in a way that you know like I've always made music to heal myself and it's been my greatest form of therapy and my outlet for everything and if I can just help one person like mission accomplished you know what I mean so to kind of have that feedback and outreach from people saying like I've been through a similar thing especially that song I wrote that when I was at a very low point I you know it was coming out of a toxic relationship where I felt like I didn't really know myself because I had, you know, lost myself in that relationship. And Mm -hmm. for people to be able to kind of relate to that and say that it helped them, you know, realize who they are and get through that has been just everything. And it's just so true that music unites us all. So, yes. And that's kind of the theme, right? Going into the the EP, correct? Yeah. yeah, It's called selfless, but there's a in between the self and less. Yeah. Uh, so when you went into the the EP, was that kind of the story you kind of you wanted to tell? Was that the kind of what you had in your mind? So I was in a relationship when I had started making it without kind of knowing that I was making it. I was just kind of writing a bunch of music and 
eventually, you know, I think it was my second week of sessions ever that I had written what actually ended up ended up being the majority of the EP, but congratulations is one that I had written kind of a while back. Prior, yeah. And um, I had written the title track called Selfless that was actually about my brother. It was about a conversation that I had had with him when I was working with my manager for quite some time now. And we were talking about, you know, like you might need to move here like without that great of a warning. So that was always kind of like the pressing thing in back in the back of my mind of like, if something happens, like you might need to make the move kind of ASAP. So I was trying to prep him for that. Oh, for and you moving your manager telling you, you might need to move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. understood. Yeah. So, um, I remember having this conversation with him, like in his room at like one in the morning and being like, I, you know, I'm going to have to move out at some point. And, you know, and he's like, move out where, where are you going? And what do you mean? And he was really confused. And I can tell that that like, it really disrupted him and was, you know, pretty triggering because that's a, that's a deep disruption in his routine. So it's like a yeah. big in his environment. My kids need the routine. If you, the routine gets off, it's not, not a happy yeah. home. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to prep him for that and have that conversation. And I was telling him and he was saying, you're going to take a plane, not a car. Why not a car? Like, how come you have to take a plane? Cause he kind of associates planes with vacation. So he was all confused mm-hmm. and he's like, you're not going to use, you don't have a key card. I'm like, no, it's a key. Like, it's like, it's going to be like a house. Right. Just kind of like trying to explain this to him. And he just kept repeating, like, you're going to leave, you're going to leave, you're going to leave. And this conversation was truly the most difficult conversation I've ever had with anyone. Like my brother's my best friend and family is everything to me. So it inspired um, the title track with, with the slash, because I feel like I always grew up um, thinking that if I did anything for myself, it would be selfish. Mm -hmm. But in doing that, you know, with, you know, maybe giving this, this quality to the wrong people, like in, you know, various relationships throughout my life that, you know, the rest of the EP is about, I, I lost myself and, you know, kind of lost my identity in that because I was just, you know, people pleasing and I never even made the list, like forget first, you know, forget first. So I kind of wrote that song about how it's difficult to leave him and, leave my family and just kind of hoping that it's the right decision and just kind of stressing the importance of doing something for yourself because at the end of the day, it's like you have one body, one mind, one soul, one life, Mm -hmm. and you should put yourself first. And I don't think that today that necessarily means that you're selfish and he has adjusted honestly um, a lot to, you know, and just like to the best of his understanding has kind of, you know, started getting in and like, he'll drop me off at the airport and be like, she needs to go back to Los Angeles because she's a singer girl now. Right. And like, <laughs> now, I <come> back. <laughs> now I come back home and it's wholesome vibes. And now I'm kind of just like cool sister that takes me out to do all of the fun stuff, you know, thing, sure. ice cream, trampolines, etc. And I'm sure he's going to come and visit me 
soon. So that was going to be my next question. If you've had a chance to come out to LA and see, he has you it, do. But yeah, I look. It's easy to convince him when you show him a hot tub or a pool. <laughs> he's <I'm in>. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, when are we going to go there? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, I, I mean, I love the the idea and everything kind of behind your your EP, but you, it's interesting because you know you're saying you're being selfish in a sense, like you, you're doing this for you, but with your message and your songs that you're really giving back to a lot more people in the sense of like other people going through the same relationship, toxic relationships or whatever they're going through. Like you said earlier, music is definitely a therapeutic thing and you could be helping more people than you'd ever know. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, you know, I attribute this quality to my brother and I attribute a lot of the qualities that I'm the most proud of to him. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'll always be this way. And it doesn't, it doesn't need to be unhealthy for me. I think it was my lack of boundaries. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. And I will, you know, always just continue to put my music out there and write from a very vulnerable place. Cause it's just always who I've been, but I think it's just about being precious about it rather than kind of just giving it to everybody and exhausting all of your emotional energy and especially emotional energy. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I want to hear about the, the new single before I let you go. Strange is the newest song. Tell me all about this song. Yes. So strange is what I think of as like the story of my life. And it's interesting because after writing congratulations, that song is very much how I felt just kind of hopeless and drained and is a cry for help. And then in the outro kind of just like going back into same, same cycle, just starting over again of like giving all of yourself, and not really protecting yourself in that process. So it doesn't need to be negative, but it is if you don't, if you're not protecting yourself and if you don't have your own personal boundaries. But today I feel like I relate to it just the same, but in a much different way. In the outro, I kind of think of myself, especially giving myself the love that I asked for and other people are kind of just like showing up for myself, how I wish that others had done because I think that it's it's become a song kind of about self-love in, in the flip of it. Mm -hmm. I think of, you know, my family and that kind of thing. So I think it's just telling of like, even growth is is difficult. And, you know, your emotions could kind of resemble that of maybe when you were in a different kind of hopeless place, but in a much different way. And yeah, it's just growth can be challenging and uncomfortable. But I think that that is important to grow. Mm -hmm. So, 100%. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for, for taking time to, to hang out with me today. You're an incredible artist and obviously an amazing sister to your brother. And um, I, you. I have one more question for you before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, yeah, I would say definitely don't don't stop believing in yourself. And if you have a dream, chase it because you can, you know, potentially live your whole life, maybe regretting that. And I didn't feel empowered to do that 
just kind of rolling through the school system. And I would just say that find that within yourself. And if you, if you have a dream, work hard and hang on to it. Um, Cause you can do it. So yeah.